How are you guys doing tonight? Welcome back to another wonderful Thursday night. It's a beautiful night to talk about sports. It is I, your host, Bars, and I'm here with the one, the only Iceman, and two of the most, the two best gentlemen I've ever met. Uh, you heard last week about Jake and how he got me into sports. This guy's also one of those guys who's in that garage, got me into all this. Uh, he's one of the biggest pain in the asses I know, but God damn it, he's smart and he knows his stuff. So can't help it. Guys, welcome, Gene. It's actually his first podcast episode. How are you feeling? It today, is. Gene? Thank you. Thank good? you for the introduction. Kind words. You know, I try my best here. You should have seen Jake. He was he was crying when I brought him on stage. Yeah, I was right as a cute as a tomato. Cute. All right. Boys. Yeah, I'm a... but let's uh let's just save some time real quick because we do have a long night ahead of us. We're having our first ever the premiere of the Bunts and Bruises first round mock draft. NFL 2022. It's about to get crazy in here. Have we done enough homework? I know I haven't, but I'm sure these guys have done plenty. Either way, <laughs> let's get right into it. Each of us are going to split up. We're going to each have our own teams. It's like, you know, I'm one, Jurgis two, uh, Jake is three, Genus four, actually. That's perfect. I got, wow, look at that. It worked out beautifully with the squares, too. You can't. That rarely ever happens. <laughs> ever. Yeah. I, I, that's, it caught me off guard. You saw me. But regardless, here we are, guys. So, without further ado, with the number one pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end from Michigan. Okay. Hang on, wait. Had to type it in. Boom. We official. I definitely oh. spelled his name wrong. Nope. I got it right. You no, know, I got it wrong. No, it's you got right, it wrong. Though. You know, I'm not the <laughs> guy. Everyone knows that. Regardless, though, uh, it's pretty simple why I took him here. Uh, yes, you have the whispers of could it be Trayvon Walker? Could it be uh, KT? Uh, I want to look at the offensive line. You know, you got to defend uh, Trevor Lawrence. But realistically, they need another pass rush because that defense is looking terrible. And you want someone across from Josh Allen. You want to utilize that. So you could definitely grab a guard or another tackle a little later into the draft. This is a deep uh, offensive line class. And the main reason is he's the safest pick here. He might not be a fancy number one pick like Miles Garrett or uh, Jadavian Clowney, but he's a safe pick. He's mm -hmm. definitely, without a doubt, if not the best player in this draft, he's the number two player. His ceiling, although might be limited, he's going to hit that. He's getting uh, comps compared to uh, Jared Allen and Chris Long, and those are great comps. If he could get anywhere near those careers, uh, he's definitely worthy of that first-round pick. Jerk, what do you think of uh, – do you think Aiden Hutchinson is the way they go or you think they're going to go somewhere else? Aiden Hutchinson makes sense, right? He is the safest pick. I think he is that proverbial safe pick of a draft. I think he has a great base. I think the biggest question is what his ceiling could be ultimately. But he's that guy coming in where of all the rookie defensive pass rushers, he's probably the most likely one just on paper off the start to get a double-digit sack season. And that's really good. Now, Trent Baalke is the GM, so that means they're not going to do that, James. So I love the logic of your pick, but it's not going to happen just because of who is pick ultimately picking at the end of the day. Um, uh, not to say any of the other guys would be wrong. I think ultimately Baalke is going to take a chance on one of the other pass rushers because Trevon Walker and Kayvon Thibodeau are just two absolute physical freaks of nature. Uh, or the offensive lineman, probably Ike McWono, uh, ultimately. Because even though they did franchise tag their current left tackle, what's they, there's absolutely no issue in bringing in a, another tackle. And then you solidify the two opposite ends of the <clears throat> offensive line for about a decade or so or uh, so 
I think that's probably the way Balky's going to go. But I don't fault your logic at all. I think Aiden Hutchinson is a lock for the top three. If he somehow falls any further, I think a team's going to be really, really happy getting him. Because like you are getting probably the most well-rounded rookie coming into the draft class right away. You know what? I I like your logic there, but I think you're thinking a little too much like a Jacksonville Jaguar. It's okay. No, no, uh, no I, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I agree with your pick. But I don't think they're going to make the pick. I, I get you, but you know <laughs> they got the soap opera out of there. That's it. They might have a good brain over there. Uh, Gene, I remember you telling me you were actually the first person to tell me about Aiden Hutchinson. You know me; I don't watch too much college unless I have to. Uh, so you were one of the first people to tell me about him. What's uh some things that I might not know about him? Because you were looking deep into him, hoping he was going to fall for your Jets, and you know he just the rest of the world caught up to you. Yeah, pretty much. But just watching him throughout the season, when you watch Michigan, all you do is you just see 97 in the backfield on pretty much every play. And he was just bullying people left and right, using power, speed, combination of all all the moves. He has the size. I was actually just saying he's listed at six foot seven, which I couldn't believe. And then I do my homework and he is listed. He is six foot seven. Combine height and weight is matches up to the, to the 40 time. And that's that's a real speed. You watch it on tape and it matches and it's. It's impressive, and he definitely has the highest floor of the draft. I, I don't see the Jaguars passing on him. He's definitely the safest pick at one. Oh, for sure. So, Jerk, you had the Jaguar brain for a second. Now you got to have Detroit brain. I don't know which one's worse, but the number two overall pick, but who are you going with? So, I ultimately think they're going to end up going pass rusher because they got Panesu last year. Now, that doesn't immediately disqualify them from going after O-line again. But I just think, especially with Dan Campbell there, I think he would like a force along that defensive line to build around, especially because they released, um, what's old buddy's name that they had signed a couple years back from the Patriots? Uh, Flowers? Flowers, Trey Trey Flowers. Yeah, Yeah, Trey Flowers. And he ultimately wasn't, he had one good season in Detroit, but he ultimately did not live up to the contract in terms of what they were paying him. Uh, which which always it's always sucks to see that because I'm I'm always a fan of when guys get paid. I hope that they do achieve things because if they don't, fans rip them, and none of us will ever get that money because we are not skilled at football like those guys. So you know we we're one to talk. Uh, but ultimately, I think they're going to go with pass rush to, to mitigate that. It's between to me the two that fall out of the who doesn't get picked that one. If it's between Hutchinson, Walker, Thibodeau, if it's not one of those three or whichever one of those three is gone after one, it's between the other two. I like Kayvon Thibodeau personally. I, I've seen tape on this kid. He is just a beast. He jumps off the screen. But I did read about, I want to say within the last week or so, maybe a little bit after that, uh, Dan Campbell was kind of 50-50 on him. Now, I don't know if that's just, you know, the Lions trying to go s- smoke and mirrors. It, it could be for a fact. I know Trevon Walker has jumped up a lot of draft boards. A lot of people have fallen in love with him. Honestly, right after the national title game, he was a mid to late first rounder. Ever since then, that's has, that's what has catapulted him to the top, like, five in this case. But I'm going to say Detroit's going all smoke and that they're going to want the smoke that the kid out of Oregon brings. I'm going to go with Kayvon Thibodeau for the Detroit Lions. I like the pick. Honestly, I think it's just a prospect fatigue, essentially, because you hear these names on the top five, and, you know, you got a lot of people going like, oh, they might fall out of the top ten, but it's just because you've been hearing the same names for almost the last three months. And, uh... Aside from uh, Trayvon Walker, who had the big game, like you said, and, you know, what better time to have a big game? There's really no defensive end aside from him and Hutchinson. They're tier one, and then everyone else is the bottom, in my opinion. Uh, Jake, what do you think about Detroit taking in KT? You think they should have gone Trayvon? You think they should have gone Sauce? Or you think they're making the right pick here? I think they're making the right pick with Dan Campbell there. It's kind of hard not to argue that. He's going to want somebody on defense. Um, 
the I think the core brothers they have right now with have Owens really it isn't they don't have much talent on their roster and getting the best player available and Kayvon Thibodeau is the absolute right move. Uh, you're not wrong, but speaking of absolutely no talent, what better time than to talk about your pick here with the Houston Texans? Man, this yeah. is just it's an ugly top three up here. You know why they're in the top three. I mean, I it's it, yeah, it's it's almost hard to argue any pick. I mean, there's so many holes on all these teams, you know. Um, but here I actually am gonna go with my my Alabama guy, Evan Neal, measured at six seven and a half at the combine, three hundred and thirty-seven pounds, and looks slim. Looks good. Look like he can add weight onto that frame. He was absolute animal in Alabama, being very versatile, playing left guard, right tackle, left tackle, uh, right tackle, left tackle, and left guard. So you can play along any position on the offensive line day one in the NFL. He'll look nice on the other side of every tunsil. They've already made upgrades and other players like that. So I'm curious to see how that works out. They they believe in Davis Mills, and so I'm curious to see. I need to th- I need to think Evan Neal three. Uh, you know, I love the pick. They do need uh, all the help on offensive line they could get. Uh, like you said, they might have something with Davis Mills. You're not 100% sure. Uh, we lost Jacoby, but that's all right. We'll get him back momentarily. But uh, regardless, this is honestly, you could have gone Evan Neal. You could have gone uh, Ika McQuanu. Anywhere on that offensive line, I think, is the ideal move to make here. Even uh, Christian Cross, he's getting a lot of uh, recognition lately. He's been flying up draft boards. Uh, Gene. Do you think uh, they should have went here, or you think they should have made it gone three defensive ends in a row? You think they should have gone Trayvon Walker or somewhere else? No, I believe that Evan Neal is the pick here. The best offensive lineman that they think is definitely the pick here. You have a young quarterback. I'm a, I'm, I'm personally a believer, and you can always pay for a defense, or you can always get defense in the later rounds and develop those players. I feel like guys in the trenches are not the, are the players that should be invested in the top five, and especially when you have a young quarterback who – you truly don't know. He hopefully could be a, a late round gem, but the only way to know is you surround him with talent and you protect him. So I think it's the right pick. All right, man. Speaking about a young quarterback, you need to surround <clears throat> with talent. We are here with the number four pick for your very own New York Jets. So let's get in the mind of Joe Douglas. Gene, where do the New York Jets go with the number four pick? So even though I just said you protect your young quarterback, Ideally here, I think the Jets want Kayvon Thibodeau. I think that's what they want here. I think that's I think they that's what they're going to end up hopefully doing. But with way the way this board has gone, I think this is a no-brainer. I think Joe Douglas puts his ticket in in about two and a half seconds, and it's Ike McQuanu, no doubt. With uh, Makai Becton, uncertainty, didn't go to uh, OTAs, but apparently he's having a baby next month, so hopefully that, that could be the reason. And he's training with one of the best uh, offensive line coaches in Dallas. Uh, George Fan played great last year at left on the left side. He's also going to be a free agent. If he plays great again, either you pay either you trust Makai Becton, and then you have to pay George Fan up to seventeen to twenty million dollars a year. That's a risk. That's a risk to to take. And Makai Becton shows you can't be trusted. And taking the next best offensive lineman in the class that they think is a twelve year starter is a no brainer. So let me ask you, because I remember we had a conversation a few months ago. Oh, we were very much against the offensive line. I literally apologized for this. I literally, I literally, I was just, that's rare. I was just making sure. I was just making sure. But my question was, yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't bringing this up for that reason. But <laughs> appreciate the apology. But 
my question is, what exactly made you change your mind uh, from being against the offensive line? Because you well, were just, very against it. So I was. what happened and what you hear that made you go offensive line is definitely the move they should make. Well, just the fact that Kayvon Thibodeau is not there. That if because if, I I believe they have to go best player available, and I think Aquanu is is better than the next is the next best player than Jermaine Johnson. I think he's the next best pass rusher, and I I think Joe Douglas will take the offensive lineman over Jermaine Johnson. Um, I think they just see a future, and if Fant plays great this year, great. And if Aquanu has to just come in and play like swing tackle, or they create, I'm sure, in the Shanahan type of offense that the Jets run, they can always create new and uh, unique plays to add another offensive lineman on the field. But I think if I did was very against them taking a potential backup at four, you know, which on a four and 12 team, how could you take a backup in the top five? I understand that. But when he could be a 12 year gold jacket type of tackle, it's worth it. All right. And well, I was hoping to find that gold jacket tackle for my uh, New York giants here at five, but the way the board fell, man, I don't know where to go right now. Jerk, let me ask you, my friend. Out of all the shows we've had, I feel like you know the way my Giants mind works. So where do you think I'm going here with this number five pick? I think I, – here's the thing. I think you're not going to attack tackle because the Panthers are the team that's sandwiched in those two picks there. And the Panthers don't need to go after O-line. And I think you're going to take this opportunity to guarantee yourself – the best defensive player you possibly can now, and then you're going to attack tackle with that seventh overall pick. Jake, as a Giants fan, where would you like to see me go with this pick? I would like to see the tackle. They've been talking about years, years <laughs> of rebuilding this offensive line. Um, with no right tackle, literally on the roster, I think Charles Cross is probably the obvious pick here out of all signs out of the Giants camp. They love the kid. He is 6'5". He's a freak in the pat in the past game, so he's my pick. And you know what, uh, Jerk, you're right. That would be the smart move to make because my heart was telling me, you know what, Sauce Gardner, he's top pick right there, best player, on my, in my opinion, on my board. But then I looked, and you're, I actually got to use your own logic against you. I saw the Panthers, and they could use some tackle help. And since I already lost Neil and Kwanu, I'm going to go ahead, run to the booth, hand in Charles Cross as my number five overall pick because, yes, I'll bet, uh, some might say it's a reach, but lately he's been going up draft boards. He uh, brings that pass protection we need because we're still, you know what? We know what Saquon is. Maybe we don't even know what Saquon is. I'm not a believer of Saquon anymore. I don't need to see the run game uh, get better, which is what Aquanu would have brought. Uh, honestly, Aquanu is the best athletic tackle, in my opinion. But Cross, he brings pass protection that uh, tops the other two as well because he's in that Mike Leach system where it's just constant passing, passing, passing which is why his run defense has been – his run blocking has been held against him. But from the few run blocks he has had, he's gotten a high grade on it. So that's why I'm going to go ahead, take my tackle, and let the gods be with whatever happens at pick five. Hopefully there's a player we want. Hopefully Sauce falls there. So with that, Jerg, I have to ask you, you are the number six pick. Did I throw you off there real quick by taking Charles Cross? No, not at all because I think – we, we so we, we talked about a little bit in the pre-show, a little pre-show meeting. Um, what that in this class we notice here, the top five picks are all in the trenches, and in part because there's no quarterback that really makes you want to jump up and take them in the top five. This is just not that quarterback draft class on the top. That being said, there are teams here that are desperate 
to bring in a quarterback there and that they will be willing to go after one. And we're doing no trades in this mock, which every single mock I'm a part of is always no trades. So the Carolina Panthers say what you will, and maybe they end up trading down and taking this kid at the end of the day. Who knows? But Dave Tepper is the owner. He spent a lot of money so far and new owner. He wants to make an impact. And what is he going to make his GM and head coach do? I'm sick of bringing in Cam Newton on a one-year deal to bring in the nostalgia. I don't like how Sam Darnold played after Christian McCaffrey fell out. And with how everyone loves talking about how running back shouldn't be that important, the fact that the quarterback fell off when the running back got injured leads me to believe I shouldn't have that much confidence in the quarterback. And while P.J. Walker is an XFL Hall of Famer, without a doubt, I'm a P.J. <laughs> Walker fan. At the, end, five, baby. at the end of the day, and it's funny, you bring up Temple, James. Because before his senior year of high school, this young man posted that he committed to the University of Temple wearing his, uh, holding his jersey, and who was next to him? Matt Rule. And this kid decommitted from Temple when he balled out his senior year and went to where? The University of Pittsburgh. Because oh. as a man once said, I can't say a great man, but as a man once said, boys, destiny arrives all the same. Matt Rule missed out once. He's not going to miss out again. The, the GM and the head coach are feeling the pressure from the owner. The owner wants results. And this team is going to take the risk. I think this is going to be the first team that takes a risk on a quarterback. Again, we're doing no trades here, so they have to take him right here. Because I actually want to say that the Panthers' next pick is far away. But, yes, it is Kenny Pickett at this pick. Matt Rule lost out on him. He clearly wanted him back in college. And it's always about the people that you know. And uh, you know, the saying goes, boys, you trust the devil you know than the devil you don't. And Matt Rule is going to stake his NFL career on taking Kenny Pickett, getting him this time, keeping him this time. He's not going to decommit from Carolina, we think. <laughs> and he's going to run with him as the quarterback. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to say this for the third time because it bears repeating. The owner wants results. Tepper wants results. And what and what position are teams going to take the risk on more than anything as, as to hope that they get results? It's the quarterback spot. All right, so let me tell you one. Didn't know that Temple fact about Kenny Pickett. That's kind I of didn't wild. know that either. That was a, that was that's a good one. And uh, uh, we're all shocked. Not the quarterback yeah. we all thought he was going to go. Gene, I saw your face was the same as mine. Uh, you know we're uh, Temple uh, associates, I guess we would call it. <laughs> <A little insider>. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend went to Temple. We bust his balls all the time about it. But regardless, Gene, uh, what's your reaction to the Kenny Pickett pick? Um. I understand how Rule could be on the hot seat. I think that Tepper has invested so much money in Rule that unless it's like a cat, unless it's like an Adam Gay season, I think he's gonna hang around. And for me, I think it's too risky. I think this, I think taking a quarterback this high, to be honest, I think it is. And I think they could get a really good player here that can impact them. And there, there's rumors with Baker Mayfield, and you never know with Sam Darnold. I mean, I'm a Jets fan. Still always think I still always thought he was good, but I guess I'm I'm over that. But I mean Baker Mayfield rumor, if you get Baker, what are you, a mediocre team? But you add yeah, talent, but, you add talent to the roster and then But next then you're year, giving you up a swing and you and go for Bryce Young or something. Cash. I don't know. I got you, I feel you. But Kenny uh, again, also here's... most NFL ready. Hang on, Jerry. Hold that thought. Jake, whose side are you on? Break the tie. <laughs> Which one oh man, yeah, I don't. Kenny Pickett just wouldn't be my guy. Do I rule him out for the Panthers? No, they're kind of left in a bad situation in this draft when not exactly. having an overall great guy. Um, I think if Charles Cross was there, Charles Cross would have been their pick. Um, but I just because with the whole thing with Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo kind of looming, it's it's really a tough pick to make. Um, but if Kenny Pickett's their guy, just like Daniel Jones was the Giants guy, um, 
it, it's their guy. They had they got to take him. You know what I mean? And that That's very true. much well could be Matt Rule's guy. And if that, as point signs point to say, it could very much well be him. Uh, sounds like uh, you know that might broke the tie, jerk. And your final thought tie? on that? <laughs> was, was there a tie? I, I, don't, I don't know. No. So this is what I was gonna say, and this is why I bring this up because. Uh, as a, a hockey guy, it relates. This year's upcoming NHL draft, there's no guaranteed number one guy definitively. Shane Wright's really good. He probably should be number one, but we could get surprised. Next year, 2023, is going to be the year where teams are going to tank. My Blackhawks better tank for him, by the way, because Connor Bedard is coming out, and that kid is going to be the next guy up in the league. It's the same thing in the NFL with quarterbacks. This is not a strong quarterback class, but look at next year. It's Bryce Young. It's CJ Stroud, and we're almost guaranteed one or two of these guys is going to pop off and become like a top 10 pick. So... I think a lot of these teams are going to gear up for next year. But that being said, teams will always, always, always take a risk on a quarterback if they think. And well, here's the thing. I agree with Gene's point. Of, I don't think Matt Rules uh, is necessarily on the hot seat because he got a seven-year deal. I don't think right. Tepper wants to buy him out necessarily. But I think Tepper is willing to kind of put it out there like, hey, can we – let's get the real next quarterback up in here because I'm paying all this money. I need to know that there's a plan. All due respect. I'm sorry, Sam Donald. I tried to be, a, I tried to be supportive of him. Like you can't fall apart when Christian McCaffrey goes out. You just can't. I love running backs. I love Christian McCaffrey, but you can't fall apart just because you lose him. You still had DJ Moore. You still had Robbie Anderson. So because Solid. of that, that's why I think they're going to go after the quarterback here. I agree. And hey, Correct. there's no, there's no rule barring so, the fake, fake slide. Of, we're going on next to the pick because Jesus, Jerick, how many minutes do you need for one team? I get it. You went quarterback. On to the next pick. Jake, New York Giants, who are you going? Thanks. Uh, this pick is actually kind of it's difficult because James Bradbury still remains on. I would fire on... that rule, by the way. Either way, go. Sorry. James Bradbury remains on this roster still, and they said they had contingency plans to keep if they keep him. Kind of what they'll do. I don't believe he'll be on the roster come draft day. So, and in Wink's uh, kind of defensive scheme, they need corners that are great in uh, man coverage, and that's Sauce Gardner. That man balls out. You watch his tape, you don't see anything spectacular. That's because no one threw the ball on him ever held Jameis Winston under 50 yards, you know, uh, Jameis Williams in the, in the semifinal, the semi-championship. Yeah. Whatever game you want to call it. Um, he's an absolute shutdown corner. He's six, two, three, four, uh, three fourths inches at the combine, 190 pounds, long arms. The kid's an absolute animal. He's the pick. Crisscross applesauce. I love it. We got the tackle. We got the best defensive player, arguably in the draft. I got no better things like this is it. This is the ideal Giants fan. Yeah, this is right definitely here. the ideal Giants draft for us. And, uh, you could throw Kayvon in there and it's better, but no, this is ideal. This is perfect. I, it's beautiful. Uh, it brings a grown man to cry. The Giants get both their guys. Exactly. I think uh, the Giants are praying for an Evan Neal or a Quanu at six, but if you're getting Gardner at seven, I think that's a, that's a grand slam. I, it's just like, oh, I, yep. I, I take it. You got the tackle. You got the guy. Mm -hmm. Even if we don't trade James Bradbury, they're right across from each other. doesn't get better than that. Mm -hmm. So we got a lot of talent off that board. That's what makes this, in my opinion, the hardest pick so far of the draft. Eugene Calabro with the number eight pick <laughs> of the 2020. This is a hard draft. pick. And to be honest with you, I don't I, – I personally don't – I'm not the biggest fan of these quarterbacks in this class – but knowing Arthur Smith and what he could get out of Ryan Tannehill, if Kenny Pickett was on that board, I I'm, I think he I think Kenny Pickett goes eight here if he's there. 
because the way he can move in and out of the pocket and he throws a really good deep ball. And so he's good enough for you at eight, but he's not good enough for you at six. I'm I think eight. the situation is different. I believe in right. with Arthur Smith can can overachieve with a really athletic quarterback that's accurate. And Matt Rule has shown us that he he fired of his OC in the you know halfway through the season. You know, so he showed me that he can't hire an offensive coordinator. You know, so I think the Atlanta Falcons here at the eighth pick. With Kenny Pickett gone, are going to take a Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Their wide receiver room is uh, – I couldn't tell you one guy on that roster right now. It's pretty – It's pretty. Uh, Cordell. Cordell Patterson. He's a running back now. He's a running, he's a running back, back now. now. Over there. It is super bleak over It's very there. thin. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle, actually Kyle Pitts, tight end. I think Garrett Wilson's the best uh, receiver in this class. He's to compliment Kyle Pitts. You know, he's sure, he's not as he's not the the size of Jameson Williams, well, uh, Jameson Williams or the speed, but he is the crisp route running, the good hands, and he could run every route in the tree. So I think he's the best complete receiver in this class. Uh, I can't argue with it. Like I said, uh, I'm pretty sure they're ranked the 32nd worst uh, receiving core in the league. Uh, you know, you have Calvin Ridley with. Let's be honest, when he returns right. next year, you're probably. <clears throat> was going to be gone regardless of if he was playing this season or not. Uh, I like the pick. Uh, I personally might even taking the chance on a little Jameson Williams over here. Uh, I think he's the number one wide receiver just because I, I before I was willing to take a chance on him in the later round, but lately you've been seeing workout videos. I agree. I agree. Bad. But I, agree I do understand why playing the safety, you don't want to risk the injury. Especially, but I mean, it's the Atlanta Falcons. They don't even got to play them. It's a couple weeks out. You're right, but with how thin they are, like they they don't even have a one or a two. <laughs> you know, that, so they they kind of need someone on day wrong. one. Not Mario wrong. Need the Falcons need talent. The Falcons exactly. need talent exactly. on any side I mean, of the ball. They need playmakers. Exactly. exactly. I, they need someone there that can that can play yeah, for come sure. training camp time. Jerk, is this the receiver you would have went if you had the uh, Atlanta Falcons pick here? Uh, I wouldn't. <clears throat> I would have just gone BPA, and I think it just ultimately comes down to who's the best player available in your opinion on, on the draft board. I'm kind of with Gene's thought process here. If this was, his, in his opinion, the BPA at the position he thinks they need to fill, I don't blame it at all. I would say I think the Falcons are the next team. Funny enough, it's the it's the first two NFC South teams uh, that I think are going to be the most willing to take a risk at quarterback in this mm-hmm. first round. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Malik Willis is a real possibility. I do get the idea that maybe Kenny Pickett would be the better fit. With the Falcon system, but I don't, I wouldn't rule out necessarily Malik Willis going to Atlanta in general. So I think Malik Willis is a realistic possibility in real I life at eighth overall. But mm-hmm. I don't blame his selection at all because I, I'm with him. I, I wouldn't be able to name you a single wide receiver. Although I, can I see them say, trying to tank for Bryce Young. They should. I uh, but I yeah, one hundred percent. Like the teams that have these bridge quarterbacks, Mariota, Mitch Trubisky, they're looking at next. Year. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. That, and that with, with Garrett Wilson, C.J. Stroud, Garrett Wilson back together. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, yeah, Calvin Ridley, before, Kyle Pitts, Cordell that, Patterson. So, you know. All right, gentlemen. Uh, you know, it's all great logic there. Thank you for, uh, you know, the Seattle Seahawks. I think this ball. becomes the hardest pick now because I don't know where you would go here, Jay. You know, I was debating. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. do I take the chance on the kid and go Malik Willis? Or do I go, you know, pass rush? I'm looking at Trayvon right now. Or do I, you know, take a chance and try to bring back the Legion of Boom and draft Stingley? I don't know. I'm juggling. There's a lot right now. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with. You can't get enough pass rush. They haven't had a good pass rush. They've had all right pass rush. They haven't had a stud there in a while. So I think Seattle decides to sit down on the quarterback, 
just go ahead and draft talent because clearly this looks more like a rebuild than a retool because you just lost a franchise star over the Denver. So we're going to go ahead and take this number nine pick. And instead of take a reach on a quarterback, we're going to go ahead and take Mr. Trayvon Walker, who has, yes, it might be just because of one game and an amazing combine, but he has shown he has every bit of ability and the motor to be take to that next step. He actually has all the talent in the world to end up being the best uh, edge rusher in this draft. If it all gets put together, you just got to hope it's the right system. Uh, he can play the inside. He can play the outside. He can do a little bit of it all. His hand is literally 11 inches huge. That's bigger than almost bigger than football. Bigger than your head, literally. Yeah. He could just palm a whole offensive lineman straight to yeah. the ground. So, and the speed too, uh, you know, 4-5, 40-yarder at 272. Just arms long as hell. That's why I'm going Trayvon Walker. Jake, if you were to see Al Seahawks, where would you have gone with this pick? We can go a multitude of ways, knowing they love a, a secondary, knowing they probably did want a left tackle like Charles Cross to fall to them because they are trying to move to more of a run run offense, run heavy offense. Um, I think Trayvon Walker is the best player available here. He was the con the darling of the combine, posting pretty pretty insane stats. The biggest takeaway, though, he only had nine and a half sacks throughout three years of college. You know, he um, he's kind of a re raw pass rusher, so. You're really just – he has probably the highest, I would say, ceiling. I would say one of the higher ceilings in the draft. But he's the best player available. I think you have to do it. Uh, what I got to say against that nine-sack thing is he was widely misused. That is a fact. He was – the way the system had him, they had him more on the inside than the edge. They think he could easily transition. Who am I, though? I just take the notes. Jerk. <laughs> With the number 10 pick for the New York Jets coming from the Seattle Seahawks because they thought trading for a safety, a whole bunch of picks <laughs> and a lot of money was a great idea. God knows why. That's why they're drafting nine. Uh, Jerk, who do you take with the number 10 pick? That safety might as well be a pass rusher considering he just gets sacks and not interceptions, irregardless. <laughs> um, it, see, it, it kind of sucks because I think in real life the Jets are going to go defense with that fourth overall pick but they go offensive tackle here. So now I think you have to go with the defense here at number 10. And I think the two guys that they probably would have looked at the most sauce Gardner, or Trayvon Walker uh, being taken, it sucks. So now you have to just reevaluate your board. And I still think, do you want to get a pass rusher here? Do you want to get a cornerback? I think you could go either way. If I had to single out one position, I think they need to add a corner no matter what. And I know he suffered with injury issues the last two seasons, but this kid, everyone was saying he'd be a top five pick in his freshman year. Had he had the chance to come out? Because the kid was supremely talented. I've heard about him since his goddamn senior year of high school. That's how much hype has gone into him. And if he's just healthy, forget if the Jets can develop him. If he's just healthy, Derek Stingley Jr. will be one of the best corners in the game. I, I truly believe. And I have to go with the talent here for the Jets. Him coming out of LSU. Cornerback you, it feels like. Defensive back you. The amount of DBs that have come out of LSU for a, a long while now. It, it's big. You go with uh, Grant Delpit who's had a, a solid career so far. He ended up being a second-round pick. Um, I, I just I have to go with the the kid here that could potentially end up shutting down half the field, which I know Sauce Gardner is getting the most hype for that. But let's be real here. If Derek Stingley Jr. is, the last two, uh, is healthy the last two seasons, then Sauce Gardner isn't far and away the best corner in the draft. Let, let's, yep. keep, let's keep it 100 with that. Not Derek wrong. Stingley Jr. was the dude before the last two seasons happened. I think he turn around. Gene, as our uh, resident Jets fan, how do you feel about this pick? I mean, I think the talent is there, no doubt about it. But knowing the Jets and how they operate in Robert Sala, if you look at where he came from in Seattle, all that Legion of Boom 
not one of them was high was a premium asset. Not one. No high draft picks there. Nothing. They were all developed into good players. So I know that the Jets focus more on the trenches. So I expect this. I expect I would think that this pick would be Jermaine Johnson. I I could see the logic behind that. He's been also <clears throat> someone who's been shooting up draft boards, but also really it's I could see them going either way. I could, personally. but like you heard Joe, uh, Joe Douglas had a press conference today, and he said the way to take out a $30 million receiver, it hit the quarterback. Yeah, you know? that's true. So, I mean, also, I mean, the way I was looking at it also is they could go wide receiver here, you know? You absolutely. Have to totally. Line, might as well go totally. wide receiver. But totally. All three of those positions are a position of need, so you really can't go wrong with any three of them. Exactly. I just don't see them taking a DB in the first. Jake? There's one person. I think I know exactly who you're going with this pick. Uh, if I was the commanders, I'd probably run to the podium. Uh, as the Washington commanders with the 11th overall pick, Jake, who do you select? Uh, Kyle Hamilton. There you go. Uh, my God. They probably would argue one of the best players in the draft. Has reminiscence of like a, a, just a Cam Chancellor. He's just an amazing safety. He was amazing at Notre Dame. I know there are questions about his sporty time, but he plays a lot faster than pads. I mean, the man's a freak athlete at 6'4", 220. He's a whole great tackler, and he's great in coverage. He has defensive instincts, kind of like no other player in the draft. The fact that he's fallen this low, I think, is because of the kind of the need at safety. You can kind of take, there are a lot of people in the back end of this draft, but with them letting Landon Collins walk, this takes them from having probably the 19th ranked secondary in the NFL to top, top half of the league. So I think Kyle Hamilton's the easy pick here. And like James said, I would be running to the podium. <laughs> uh, for sure. Especially with, you know, Landon Collins being more of a linebacker than a safety. Now I'm pretty sure we even mentioned this last week in our last episode, uh, Kyle Hamilton to, Washington mm-hmm. would be a great fit. So yeah, that, I, you got to make I, I the selection the and make the take. Doesn't get better than that. Uh, so, Gene, with the 12th overall pick, who do the Minnesota Vikings take? I think that there's a possibility that they could take a quarterback here, to be honest. I know that's a big shocker, but you see that, you know, Kirk Cousins is, is Kirk Cousins. He'll throw for 4,000 yards. He'll throw for 30 touchdowns. They don't mean nothing. I like this guy. And it'll get you know? <laughs> I mean, not, not to say that Kirk Cousins is bad, but it's just like he throws for all those yards and the touchdowns, and it seems like they do nothing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think Malik Willis could learn a lot from behind Kirk Cousins and maybe a year or even two years sitting behind him. But I don't think that they're going to do that because I think that they're going to try and improve the roster quicker than that. So I think Jermaine Johnson is the pick here. I think it has to be. I think that's a value. I think he's the best player available here. Yep. He had a monster season at Florida State coming off the edge with speed and power. It's just he's just a monster. I think they put this card in pretty quick, to be honest. If they didn't if they ruled out Malik Willis. So Jerk, uh, you know, you were agreeing with the quarterback take. What do you think about going Jermaine Johnson instead? You think they should stick with the QB take, or you think the defensive edge here was the right pick? I, no, I, I honestly, my thought process the whole time is that Minnesota needs to go with defense here because that offense, like, I, first off, first off, average quarterback stay average, Gene. I, I love the take there. You're, you're, you're officially in my, in my good graces. Um, but, like, 
Kirk Cousins, at the end of the day, he'll get the job done, relatively exactly. speaking, in terms of the stats. You still have Justin Jefferson, who's going to get paid within a year's time, apparently. Um, you got Adam Thielen there. You have, when he's healthy, their tight end, Irv Smith Jr. People forget he was injured essentially the whole season. You have a pretty good offensive line there. You need to work on the defense. If Hamilton or Stingley Jr. had made it this far, I think one of them would have been the pick because I think they need to get younger in that secondary. Harrison Smith is still balling, but he's getting up there to the point where you worry about that one big injury could probably and his most effective years because he's been physical this whole time. Eventually that physicality goes down. Uh, it's the case in hockey with defensive defensemen. Once they get to a certain age, they just fall completely off a cliff. Same with power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Can't disagree with that at all. Uh, so with the, I can't lie. Towards, Houston. Um, so I think one of those guys would have been a selection here. Sorry. Connection is acting up a little bit. We good? Am I here? Yeah, I, I see you. Was I repeating or was that you repeating, Jerk? That was weird. But I didn't I see you repeating. That was me. Threw me off. That was really creepy. Either way, uh, so panicking as uh, <laughs> the Texan. And as the they will in real life. <laughs> because I was like, oh, Evan Neal, then I could play the other side of the line right now on defense. Doesn't get better. They're not going to go Jermaine Johnson. He's going Malik Willis. And then, boom, he switched it up on me. But, <laughs> After uh, taking a look over here, I decided, you know what? The uh, Houston Texans are going to do what the Giants should have done for years. And we're going to go ahead and beef up that offensive line just a little more. We're going to take a guy I've loved since the beginning of the draft. Uh, he was originally uh, rumored to be the number one offensive lineman in the draft. But then his measurables came out. He got some stubby legs. Mm. He was a certain scheme guy. But it's the guy I'm taking right here with number 13 overall pick. And that is Tyler Lindenbaum. I think he is just an absolute stud aside from him being, like I said, arguably the best offensive lineman in this draft. He also comes from Iowa, and everyone knows that is just Iowa, right? It's just the offensive line. They push them out, and they're just great every time they touch the field. Not only that, but just what you hear about this kid, uh, his, uh, his intangibles, He's a straight leader, and uh, he's getting reminded a lot of uh, Jason Kelsey. There you go. It took me a second to think of the first name. Uh, and that's it's, that's what you need. If you're looking for a zone or you're looking for just to evaluate your offense, you go ahead, hit Evan Neal on the right side. You hit this guy right here in the middle, and you hit a left. doesn't matter who the hell you put guards. I could freaking block someone if you put me between that. And that's why I'm going with number 13 overall pick and Evan Neal. Who groaned? Was that you, Jake? Yeah, I mean, I to me, I think that was the reach of the draft so far. Really? Yeah. Really? I, the the problem with his uh the, the short arms, I, I I honestly don't like as well. Um, I just there are so many. I think a better players available. Kind of um, the position of need really isn't there, and I think getting a playmaker, maybe like a Drake London on the outside to add to Brandon Cooks or somewhere it. on the Thought defense, they need talent everywhere, you know, and getting. And it's not wrong to say getting the best person at this position. I just you. I think you could have either got him later. I think he definitely would, was more picked to go to like the Cowboys or somewhere deep in the draft, in my opinion. You know what? Can't disagree with any of that. Tweets to Ron. Jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you go? To each their own, respectively opinion. saying, Jake, F your opinion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good love. <laughs> All right. Uh, Baltimore Ravens here. Uh, Lamar Jackson injury killed this team. Um, they they need to just add on either side of the ball. Not to mean doesn't mean they have glaring needs per se, but I think it just means like the pick that you end up taking here, you just like you gotta nail it to help out either side. I think the defense, relatively speaking, 
for some weird reason, I think Baltimore is just like pretty confident in their defense. Like, I, I don't know if that's just a me thing. I just feel that like the coaching staff is pretty confident in the defense. So I'm kind of iffy if they're going to go with defense here in the first round. But what I do think they'll go, even though I think he would have had a better rookie season had he not been injured at the very start of the year, I think even Rashad Bateman, they're starting to lose just that touch of faith in him. And so maybe they would much rather prefer if he could be the third receiver on the chart. Hollywood Brown, he's technically the number one. I don't think they could have success with him as the number one. You left him for me, James, so I guess I appreciate it. I'll send you a thank you card. Uh, but give me Drake London. He's going to win those 50-50 balls that Lamar Jackson throws up there. He's going to be that big. He is going to be the ultimate. Like, I know they have Mark Andrews, but they need the wide receiver that can go out there and make the plays for them. He's the completely opposite of Hollywood Brown. He's a little bit taller than Rashad Bateman. I think he can win at the apex of the throw. I think he's going to win those a lot more than both those guys. So I think get Drake London for Lamar Jackson. So we could finally see that he is a quarterback and not just a running back that could throw as everyone. Bill Pullian likes to say. You know, can't, I, I like the pick. I would have gone Jameson Williams personally, but I do like the pick because he is a big body type of receiver. He is getting comps compared to a, a Mike Evans where, you know, like you said, you throw that 50-50 ball up, he's going to use it. Uh, he was a dual sport athlete where he was a power forward, so, you know, he got that boxing out perfectly. I do like the pick, and I think that's definitely the way to go here for the Ravens. Jake, with the number 15th overall pick, for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles from the Miami Dolphins, who do you take with this pick? This is kind of a difficult pick. I mean, um, knowing the Eagles draft, they sort of love round one receivers. And I think my round one receiver would have been Drake London because it kind of gives them something opposite of Devontae Smith, where I think James Williams is kind of Devontae Smith, not like 2.0, but they're very similar kind of players where Drake London gives you this physical presence I don't think they have. Um, also Drake London had like the highest catch radius ever measured at the combine, which is pretty ridiculous. Um, so I do think they're going to go defense. I think they're going to go Jordan Davis, who's another kind of darling of the combine and measured at six, six, 341 pounds, 34 inch arms, ran a four, seven forty with a 32 inch Burt. I mean, he's just an absolute animal. He's going to plug gaps for years for them with an aging defensive line. Oh, for sure. For sure. I personally, I'm shocked you didn't go to the receiver here because that just seems like totally a Philadelphia move. Yeah, it does. It seems like an eagle move. You know? And it seems like they go Chris Olave too. They wouldn't go Jameson Wilson. They go Chris Olave for the wheels. Uh, Gene, what's your opinion on that pick? I love that pick. I mean, Jordan Davis, I mean, I'm a believer in you build through the trenches and he's the biggest man in the draft and he's like one of the fastest guys <laughs> in the draft at that size. So the side that combination of size and speed, he's he's unblockable. There's a reason why the Georgia defensive line was number one in the nation, and he's the biggest part of that, literally. Yep, can't disagree with that at all. So there was some craziness here where you made a trade with the team that just went. Now it's New Orleans. They got this pick uh, through Indy from Philly or something <clears> like that. I wrote it down. You can read it right there. But Gene, with the 16th overall pick, who do you take for the New Orleans Saints? This is an interesting pick, in my opinion. Um, This is a super interesting pick. So it's like, why give up an extra first to move up for who? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. To move up for what? Like, you're, you're – I mean, to move up and give up a first, you have to assume this pick is Malik Willis. You have to assume that. But Sean Payton's not there, so you don't know what kind of effect mm -hmm. that has on – Jameis and their thought process on him going forward but I think they want to give Jameis the best shot and I think giving Jameis the best shot would be taking Chris Olave here at this pick giving him the speed I wanted to take Jameis Williams but I again I think that 
they want a guy that's there day one to help Jameis and to help Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is no burner anymore, you know, so I think he's going to get open underneath, and then Chris Olave will take the top off for them, and that's the pick. Jerg, uh, like I said, this is an interesting pick. You're an interesting man. What's your interesting thoughts on this pick? I, I think he makes a good point. I think quarterback has to be one of the two selections they end up going here. I heard – shout out to our guy Stu, by the way, our guy Stu Brooking of, you know, Morning Brew with Stu. He, he put the, the thought uh, on my radar that if the Saints don't pick a quarterback with their first of two, you know, with the initial of their first two first rounders, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to not take a QB. It just means that they don't have strong feelings towards one. So I don't think it necessarily rules out the fact that at 19 over there, they're going to go, that they wouldn't go with quarterback. I just think it means that they're going to let the board fall and whoever ends up going to them at 19 is probably going to be the guy that they run with. And I, they've needed a number two wide receiver since before, when I was trying to earn my bachelor's degree, they've needed a number two wide receiver down there. So ultimately speaking, they get Chris Olave, Ohio State guy, just like Michael Thomas. It, it's all there for them. Moe's happy with this pick. Jeff is happy with this pick. We're all happy with this pick. That's what I love to hear. Everyone's happy. So, with the uh, number 17th overall pick, I have the Los Angeles Chargers, who I love saying they're my West Coast team. It's just an exciting team. I'm a Justin Herbert fan, man. That guy's a stud. So, my question here <laughs> is, do I help him out? Do I draft Jamison Williams, add him to that whole offense right there? Thinking about it. Or do I go with the linebacker, Devin Lloyd from Utah, help out that defense there? It's I'm not sure which one to do. Uh, so Jake, what's your opinion real quick on uh, Chris Olave going to New Orleans? Well, Chris Olave was actually my guy in 19, to be honest. And I, I thought them trading up was a pretty clear indication they're going to go quarterback. It's going to make things interesting to fall back on 19. But Olave is great, man. He's just smooth when you watch his tape. I mean, that 43940 is unreal. Six foot 187 pounds. Great. But the only problem is he's average after the catch. And uh, that's what mm -hmm. we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I strongly agree with that, which is why, you know, you have all this craziness happening in the uh, AFC West. Took me a second to think about that. So the pick is in. The Chargers handed it in. They decided that they're going to go ahead and try and keep up as much as they can with all this new offense and everything happening over at uh, AFC West. And they are going with. I thought about the linebacker and decided not to. They're going with another guy who's been shooting up draft boards, and that's Trent McDuffie, cornerback from Washington. You know, you got all these wide receivers coming in. You got uh, Russell Wilson in there. It's going to be a passing game. We're not dumb. You look at the running back, sure. You got Josh Jacobs. He's the best one. You need to keep up with that passing. And everyone knows that the Chargers, they're a little brittle when it comes to the secondary. They do break down a lot. Uh, Jerk, what's your opinion on that pick? That was probably going to be my pick. That was probably going to be my pick because I think the Eagles need help in the secondary. And I think Trent McDuffie is – he's underrated because I think you got Sauce Gardner in this draft. You got uh, – what's his name? It escaped me. I picked him. Derek Stingley Jr. <laughs> um, you have the two of them easily the top corners in this draft class. And I think from there a lot of people tend to forget. There's some really good DBs in this draft class when you go back and watch these guys. Like Trent McDuffie is really good. Uh, the other guys as well. I might as well just say their names because everyone that's here knows who these guys are. But Daxon Hill is definitely a guy that's going to get some, you know, looks. Kyer Elam uh, is there. Kyler Gordon maybe it, it, uh, as a late first round pick. You know, Roger McCreary. Like there, there, there's some really good cornerback depth in this class. But I think Trent McDuffie is the definitive number three guy behind the top two. And if the Chargers get him, that's really good because aside from J.C. Jackson, 
I can't name another corner definitely on the roster, which is wild because a couple of years ago they had you could argue they got Asante Samuel. We might have lost Jerry, but that's all right. Jake, so what is your opinion on that? Pick defensive back run pick. Oh, there he is. We're losing you, Jerry. You're cutting in and out. You're back. I can't do anything about the Wi-Fi. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all good, <laughs> bud. So you know what? We're just gonna move on since we got you back for a moment. With the 18th overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles go. Jerk. Did I not tell you? Oh, oh I get, I get, oh dang, I, oh, oh, I did, dang, it cut off that much. Jesus yeah, Christ, dude, you can hear me now. I'm sorry, brother. Yeah, I'm sorry. There. We might uh, have lost Gene. Nope, he's there. He just keep the straight face. Give, right. Yeah, I'm here. Give, my bad. Give me uh, Nicobe Dean. Give me Nicobe Dean uh, with my selection because I think they still should go after defense here. Wide receiver, like I know they maybe do need another wide receiver, but I still think there's guys out there in free agency that they could go after. And Nicobe Dean to me, like the top two linebackers in this draft class are just so supremely talented. At the end of the day. You got to go with a guy that can help the defense out. Nicobe Dean, I think, is really that. Georgia produced a lot of great defensive players in this draft class. Jermaine Johnson also for, went to Georgia before he transferred. So. Yep, exactly, for sure. Uh, Jake, with the number 19 pick, the pick that you just got from Jerg. I don't know, it was flip-flop. It was weird, man. But <laughs> who do you take with the 19th pick for New Orleans Saints? Because like I, I said, this pick was weird. They went Chris Olave. So now that you go defense, you go trenches, what are we doing? I it's kind of hard to decide. I guess I have to go my man Devontae Wyatt, another Georgia guy, another great interior defensive lineman. Um, getting up there in age to add to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, dude, they aren't going to go quarterback one. I don't think they're going quarterback two. I think they'll sit until the second round, go somehow or let Ella James Winston kind of rock for the year. Um, but yeah, I would go Devontae Wyatt. I do like that pick. You know, I never really thought they were going quarterback unless they were going to use these picks to trade them again to get higher up in the draft. Uh, maybe they do. Who knows? But there's no trades in this draft. If they don't end up trading, I always believe they were just going to take, you know, whatever, because they're in salary cap hell. So how do you get out of salary cap hell? You get a bunch of young players on cheap, affordable contracts. Yeah. Uh, Eugene, speaking of uh, cheap, affordable players, Pittsburgh almost has none. Who do you take with the 20th overall pick? Um, I think if they if he falls to here and they don't have to trade up to go get him, I think that they put this ticket in pretty quickly. I think that Mike Tomlin's Mike Tomlin is too good of a coach for this team to ever be picking in the top five. That's just a fact. He'll figure it out with he had Mason Rudolph take a team eight and eight. Like he'll he's gonna figure it out. And the Steelers are notorious for never dumping the farm to to trade up in drafts or anything like that. So I think he's gonna take Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis is the pick right here at twenty. I love it. Can't argue it at all. Can't uh, argue. It's just that's exactly it. Have them battle it out realistically. Have him sit. Even yeah, let Trubisky play. Let exactly. Malik Willis get up to the speed. Let Trub- let Trubisky take all these hits from this bad offensive line. Can't argue it at all. And that's like what's you said, uh, he took what's his name, Duck Dodgers, whatever they want to call him. Duck Hodges. Duck Hodges too was one game. Quack. Mike Mike Tomlin, one of the best coaches ever. Exactly. Like, when are they going to pick in the top five? Never. So with this pick, uh, still wow now. Once again, debate between receiver, linebacker, Devin Lloyd's still there. I'm a big Devin Lloyd fan. He's been shooting up draft boards as well. But I feel like this is the uh, Bill Belichick move. You know, you just you take your chance on the big receiver. He's the fact he dropped this low is almost a guarantee. Like it's, I don't see how Bill passes on him. You need another big weapon for your uh, young quarterback. Hopefully, you know he can throw as far as Jameson Williams goes, but. There's not really a talent on that wide receiver room whatsoever. Nelson Aguilar, good joke. 
And the two tight ends, they're not really <laughs> even reliable. They're hurt half the time. Uh, G, uh, Jake, where would you have gone with this pick? Woo! It's tough to decide. I got to get Mac Jones weapons. Might as well get him somebody who knows from Alabama, you know? Um, exactly. That's can't you can't you can't argue the pick. Uh, I do think Trent McDuffie would have been a good option here after losing uh, J.C. Jackson. The fact he's not there, I think it's a no-brainer. Best player on the board. Uh, and so with that, we go to the 22nd pick. Jer, who do you take for the Green if, Bay? Packers? If this guy falls this far, Green Bay, do not waste time. Javon Walker was the last wide receiver you took in the first round of an NFL draft. I'm not wasting my time here. Give me Traylon Burks. Give me this kid. Big body, can catch it at the apex. He's essentially a little kind of a poor version of a Drake London, although Drake London is obviously more well-complete, more well I think Traylon Burks is a really good wide receiver here. You're never going to replace the single uh, asset that was Devonta Adams on this team and what he became with Aaron Rodgers. But you can replace it in micro doses by adding talent. You have two first-round picks. You cannot waste any time if one of the wide receivers drops. We just went past a murderer's row of teams that could have taken receiver. If you're Green Bay, don't waste any more time. I don't, I, Bars, we were in elementary school the last time they took a wide receiver in the first round. Just, <laughs> just, I think all of us were. We're not wasting time here. Move on to the next pick. Traylon Burks, wide receiver to Green Bay. Let's go to Arizona. Jake, without further ado, who do you take with the Arizona Cardinals at 23? I think it's a blessing that he's fallen this far, but Trevor Penning. Um, oh. he's best. They think he's best suited as guard anyway in the NFL, and I think that first year will be great for him. But they need offensive line help. Let's protect Kyler Murray. I think Trevor Penning is the pick. Uh, you know, I love this pick because I've heard uh, literally it's either going to be the Cardinals or Dallas who's going to take him. He's not going to fall further than that. And like you said, he could play guard at first, and then once uh, – I forget their tackle. What's his name is escaping me, but he's on a contract and he's getting older. Once he ends up leaving, you switch him right there over. We'll play tackle. He's up to speed. He got the feet to do it. Trevor Penny is a great pick. So, Gene, you had the pick for my most, second most, at most. <clears throat> it depends on the day. Hated team in the entire league. Who do you take? For the Dallas Cowboys at 24. I think Jerry Jones wanted Trevor Penning here. No doubt about it. Mm -hmm. He just lost Lyle Collins. Zeke's on his way out. You're trying to get as much as you can from Zeke. I think Trevor Penning was the pick here, but now that Penning's gone, you all, um, they also, the Cowboys lost, what's his name? Um, the edge rusher, Randy Gregory. They thought they yep. had him, then they lost him. So I think that they have to replace him, and I think George Karloff is sitting there at 18. I mean, sitting there at a uh, great pick. What are we? Amazing pick. 24, 24 yeah. 24. Sitting here at 24 when they were saying he's going to go in the top 10. I think you can't pass that up. Oh, for sure. He's been flying up draft boards. Hang on, I'm trying to make sure I spell his name right. That's it, right? Okay. Boom. He has a good first step, quick, violent hands, and, you know, you pair him over with – um. He's the Greek freak. Exactly. He's the, yeah. who, uh, what's it called? Rookie, defensive player last year, was killing it. Michael Parsons. Thank you. He was escaping me. I love the guy. I was ruined for Michael Parsons all year draft mm -hmm. year. But regardless, so with the 25th overall pick, the Buffalo Bills – I think, uh, you know, they need someone who can stop the run. And I've been saying his name all draft, and I'm going to finally pull the trigger on him. I think it's a blessing if he falls this low because people are saying he could be, uh, you know, anywhere from 10 to mid-early teens. So Devin Lloyd, linebacker, uh, he's just – they need to stop the run. That's their biggest issue when it comes to defense. Uh, I would have loved to have taken a corner, but with Trent McDuffie gone, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the linebacker who's going to help the interior. You, hopefully, 
they could figure out a corner to take to play against uh, across from Tredavious White. But you get that interior stuff up the run, which is the only way teams do kill you to, by keeping Josh Allen off the field. Solves everything. Jerk, you were waiting for this pick. You were excited to see this pick. Yeah. Because, you know, especially with the A.J. Brown rumors swirling and everything, uh, rumor has it, it's very easy to replace receivers like A.J. Brown through the draft. So is that a way you go here, uh, considering four and wide receivers are already gone? You know, just saying. Either way. Uh, so with the 26th overall pick, who do you go with Tennessee Titans? <laughs> I want to troll and pick a quarterback so bad uh, or kicker or punter. Um but no, I'll I'll stick to I'll stick to it. Um, no, I think the thing with Tennessee is even though despite the fact that you could apparently replace a uh, star wide receivers with anybody, yes, tell Aaron Rodgers that when he misses Devonta Adams, uh, hmm. clearly. But I think the thing is, I think they're just gonna let it rock with what happens with AJ Brown. I think some of these teams are just gonna have to you know let it go. Really, it's gonna be really interesting to see because I think Debo Samuel is probably gonna get traded for one of these first round picks here. Funny enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they need to go off offensive line. They lost Roger Saffold in the offseason, if I'm not mistaken. They've lost a couple pieces on that offensive line the last couple of years. I think, uh, again, this is another team where if he somehow falls, I don't think he will because obviously it's Dallas. But Trevor Penning is certainly a guy uh, that went – funny enough, I've, I've seen another offensive lineman go to the Arizona Cardinals and mocks. And I'm going to go with an offensive lineman here as well. I'm going to go with uh, Zion Johnson out of Boston College, I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. He's a very good guard. I think he's one of the top two guards in this draft class in, in terms of what I've seen from projections – in terms of being a natural guard, because Penning, of course, is mainly put tackle. Like I think Johnson's like one of the first like natural guards who I've seen taking a lot of mocks. I think he's just going to help with this team. Like Derrick Henry is the piece of this offense. Don't let other people tell you otherwise that it's Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry is the heart and soul and the engine of this goddamn offense. No Derrick Henry, no good Derrick Henry means this team will not have any success whatsoever because Ryan Tannehill is not, not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So you need to go with what's leading you there. Give me his eye on Johnson. Can't argue with that one bit. I think that's exactly where Tennessee needs to go. They are weak in the trenches. And like Gene's been saying, you've been saying, and me and Jake been saying, everyone's been saying, trenches is where you build a franchise. So, Jake, with the 27th overall pick, uh, where do you go? Because this is another pick. You go anywhere. Uh, really, what's left, it feels like it's more of a luxury for the Buccaneers than more of a necessity. So, where do you go with this uh, 28th pick? Oh, uh, Jake, you're muted. So, definitely uh, guard and center areas. would be their biggest Beautiful. needs. I'm so sorry about that. You were um, but I think to me, this is going to be my reach of the draft, and I'm going to Quan Brisker here. I love him as a player out of Penn State. He's a safety. He got hurt this year, hurt his shoulder, and played throughout the whole year. But boy, can this man tackle. He's a great safety to add to the secondary. I think this is my reach. This is the player I love. Um, I'm hoping they love him too. But Jaquan Brisker is my pick. Um, quite a reach, I would yes. have to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On my chart, I had to press the fine thing just to get him a little down. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. I'm assuming it might be a Penn State thing, but that's all right. Nice. <laughs> I, I love him as a player. Watch his tape. He's absolutely fantastic. I say, put all year with a shoulder injury. He's a beast. You know, they, they just lost Jordan someone, Whitehead, so I was about to say they do need him. someone to replace Jordan Whitehead. And hey, maybe someone got the scouts just like you, Jake. If so, hopefully they're watching the show. Gene, with the 28th overall pick, the second pick of this year's draft for the Green Bay Packers, who do you go? Um, I think that they have the Packers after addressing receiver, which is if they didn't yet, I would have done right here. Um, I think they have to replace um, the Smith brothers on the defensive line. 
Um, and I think Travis Jones is the pick out of Connecticut. He was on a one eleven football team and was still a monster. So he was probably getting double, triple teamed every single play, and he was still making making plays all over the field. Six foot four, three hundred twenty five pounds. You know, he can drop into a, he can drop into coverage. He can he's a run stuffer. You know, that's what he's a run stuffer. He they've dropped him back before, which makes no sense. But I think he's the pick here. I uh, can't disagree with that. I think that's exactly what they need. They need to beef up that offense because, yes, although they don't give uh, Aaron Rodgers any weapons to work with, they're off, uh, their defense has slowly, mm-hmm. not even slowly. This mm-hmm. year they took just big hits. So I do believe that is somewhere they would look to uh, make up for that. So speaking of defense, with the 29th overall pick, uh, it's the first of back-to-back picks for Kansas City. So realistically, they take their sweet time trying to figure out what they want to do. And I am personally going to go with uh, – Cornerback, he's been uh, hearing a lot more of him lately, and just for the fact that they need cornerback because their secondary is abysmal at the moment. Andrew Booth Jr., uh, cornerback from Clemson, uh, he's been has a huge, great highlight reel. Highlight reel is amazing. Everyone looks good in their highlight reel, though. But uh, they're saying he could play perfect nickel. It might be something that you squeeze him in there, and it's just he'll never leave the position. But he's also someone who could play the outside if necessary. Uh, he does fit their scheme, which is why I'm going to go. Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback for funds. Jerk, who do you go with this second pick for Kansas City? It's really interesting here because Kansas City and Green Bay are in a very similar situation where wide receiver should probably be one of their two picks because they both lost guys. Now, the thing is, Kansas City, they at least did you know something after immediately losing their guy to replace. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is not a bad get, and Marcus Valdez-Scantling is at least a guy who can just run a straight line. If you are relatively confident in those two guys and you believe that you can maybe find talent, because they have Kansas City's one of these teams that has a lot of picks in like the first three rounds. I want to say they have five or six draft picks in the first three rounds. This is a very deep wide receiver class. A lot of people think some of these guys that are going to get taken in the second and third could really make an impact. So I actually don't think you need to go receiver here. So that just leads me to look at my draft board and like just really wonder like who or what could they go with. I kind of want to go defensive back here again, but you've already handled that, James. And again, I think they could also go DB in the second round as well. There are some still solid DBs. So I'm actually going to go alongside the defensive line. I know maybe you could argue offensive line here. I'm not going to disagree with it, but I think you could still go after defensive line because they're going to lose some pieces here. And I think they need to get a young guy along that uh, front four to kind of help like stuff the run to an extent because low key, the AFC West has some good running backs. There's Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler in there. So they need to combat that. So I'm going to go with Devontae Wyatt, also out of Georgia. Uh, defensive lineman. Uh, Devontae oh. Wyatt went 19th. Oh, shit, he did? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't have him cross off on my board. I guess I just completely missed that. All right, I'm going offensive line then. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's Decided. Fine. Bring the card back. He took a couple step backs. <laughs> Hamstrings are loose. It's and, all good. And time ran out, which is very rare in the NFL draft. Uh, all right, then. So give me uh, – I, I screw up his first name. I'm actually really bad at his first name. Bernan Raymond. Then. Wow, you're bad at first names. That's a shocker. So <laughs> uh, they they just they just need depth along the offensive line because I think within the next year or two they're probably going to cut one of the guys that they uh, signed recently, um, or at least, or at least they just need to get cheaper because Patrick Mahomes is making the uh, the uh, gross domestic product like a small country. <laughs> so so they they need to go with offensive line to protect them because they they're still not perfect there. They're still they're still not perfect. I'll say that much for sure. Uh, just to double check, it's Bernard Raymond, right? See, his first, his first mm-hmm. name is the difficult part because there's an H in there, right? I don't know, man. I'm just asking you to make sure I'm spelling it right. 
<laughs> well, I, I haven't seen it typed on your you screen yet. So, yeah, right. no, something's acting up here. It's all right. So with the 31st pick, Jake, Cincinnati Bengals, they just were this close to a Super Bowl hosting it up with Joe Schwazy. Who do you take for the 31st pick for the Cincinnati Bengals? I think it's pretty obvious. Um, I mean, with Raymond, uh, Zion Johnson, Tyler Linderbaum off, kind of off the uh, board already. Uh, I think the obvious pick is getting the next best guard. They already signed Leo Collins in the offseason. They've done some a little bit of work to beef up that offensive line to protect Joe, uh, Joe Burrow. But this pick is Kenyon Green. He's probably the second best guard in the draft, and I think this is an absolute lock. He's, a, he's just a massive being one of those little hog molies he got up front. So Kenyon Green is my pick. I can't argue that whatsoever. I think if they're Cincinnati, it's just another pick that they're running over to hand in because yep. at this point, the uh, you know, the front office could say they did what they had to do. They, what more can you do besides sign the veterans that they signed? And you what they filled up now with this draft pick that would be three out of the five offensive linemen bringing in. Yeah, they they, they beefed up their offensive. Am I saying it's exactly. going to be a great offensive line? It's going to no, be but- better. Oh, he had the worst offensive line, and now it's just getting better. So, exactly. Well, if they start, if they start at what's his name, Ted Karras, who they signed, then that's four of the five. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a complete retool, and that's exactly what they needed. So, this is an, another interesting pick because a lot of people <clears throat> are arguing: Do they go quarterback here if they don't go quarterback number two? Uh, for that fifth-year option, for those of you who don't know, first-round picks, you get the fifth-year option. The team decides to keep the player at a certain adjustable price. Uh, so do they go quarterback here for that fifth-year option, or do they just see past the blinders and go, why take the risk here? We got another pick coming, I'm pretty sure, and two picks. And let's just get best talent available. Gene, who do you go for the 32nd and last and final pick of our 2022 first round mock draft. I think they go quarterback and the guy that they're going to take, I think, he, I think he matches what they, what Dan Campbell wants to do. He's just a like gritty football player. He just somehow figures out a way to get it done. I mean, I know they played, they made the college football playoff. He didn't play He didn't play the greatest against Alabama, but he had no turnovers and the talent level that he's playing with is let's be, let's keep it a buck. You know, it's like playing high school football, like, Versus college football, like keep it at a buck, you know. And he threw he threw for a ton of yards, a ton of touchdowns. I think the pick is Desmond Ritter for just what you said, just because the fifth round, uh, the fifth year option. And I think they have a perfect bridge quarterback there in Jared Goff, and he hasn't he's not rushed onto the field. I was tempted to go wide receiver here because I, I personally think Jared Goff is a starter in this league. I just think that they realize that you're not winning a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Oh, for sure. I mean, he can bring you to the Super Bowl though, but you're not winning one. <laughs> Uh, I do yeah. like the pick. This guy, he's uh, essentially a poor man's Malik Willis is what it's essentially everyone's saying. He's got the same arm talent, just, you know, there's a couple things he's lacking. Jake, how do you feel about this pick? I'm not a fan, to be honest. I actually think the Lions with um, – I think they'll give Jared Goff a shot. I don't think – I think they know this is not the year for a quarterback. I think they really need a receiver, and with watching all the receivers get the big money – um, I think they take a receiver here to get that fifth-year option on them, and I think they take Christian Watson. And, Jerk, do you agree with that, or you think quarterback was the move to go? I think you could go either way here because I mm-hmm. think if you're Detroit, you just need to get something in, in that team to uh, you know, give you hope. Um, but yeah. why, I, I think the thing is is that because they have the pick in two selections from now, you could kind of wait. I think the thing with the fifth-year option is that, do remember, uh, depending on how much playing time a player's gotten and how their stats are, it depends on the – pay escalation of that fifth-year option. 
because that's the thing with the Packers have to deal with Jordan Love do the exercise of fifth year option. If Aaron, Aaron Rodgers being the guy here, this will now mark three years that Jordan Love has just not really seen that much playing time. That fifth year option is going to be pretty low compared to most, which is probably why they're going to pick it up. So if you are going with a quarterback here, like do you take that risk assessment where you're probably going to be in position to get another quarterback next year? Uh, and again, you you have another pick two years uh, two years from now. Jesus Christ, you have another selection two picks from now. So do you maybe wait at quarterback and go with other guys? Personally, in another mock I've done, I haven't had Detroit take a quarterback. Uh, I had them go with, I want to say, defense here. And then I had, well, we didn't go further, but I probably would have had them go wide receiver in the early second round. Uh, because as Jake pointed out, there's some really good receiving talent with, uh, he he said Christian Watson specifically. I don't think uh, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Yeah, would, would Jahan Dotson, Jalen Tolbert. There are a couple of receivers you can David, make an argument. David exactly. Ojabo is still there too. I George Pickens out of Georgia is also yep. still there. This, yeah. this is a prime pick to, to trade out though. Any trade, any team oh, that agreed. wants to trade in for, for sure. a quarterback, this is a perfect this is the perfect trade out spot because they're going to try and load. I think like um, Jerk said, you could totally they could trade out, load up picks for next year. Yeah. And let's face it, they're going to pick in the top five no matter what next year. And if it's not one, they're in the top five, and then they can use all extra picks, get to one, get their guy. See, exactly. I think a real possibility also for this pick is uh, the potential of N'Kobe Dean dropping. I know we took him already, but the potential of him dropping and that he's only had – the Lions are the only team to bring him into to a top 30 visit so far. Um, I think that kind of speaks a lot, you know what I mean? His under his not being of size is really scaring some people, and I think if he does drop, that's a no-brainer pick for me. You know, you're getting getting a a great kind of value and sort of playmaker on that side of the ball. Sure. Yeah, no, can't argue that, especially with Jeff Okodu uh, having the season ending. I probably mm-hmm. his name ending injury last year with the Achilles. But speaking of endings, unfortunately, this is the end of the episode. Let's go through the draft one last time for everyone. At number one, we had Aiden Hutchinson, two, uh, Thibodeau, three, Evan Neal, four, Ikem Aquanu. Jesus, this is a lot of crazy names. Five, Charles. You want me to say him? <laughs> yeah, honestly, Jerry, go ahead. You speed through it. Go. Allow, allow me to go, brother. So, at number five, we had Charles Cross to the Giants. Number six, Kenny Pickett to the Panthers. Number seven, Ahmad Sauce Gardner to the New York Football Giants. And number eight, we had Garrett Wilson to the Falcons. Number nine, Trevon Walker to the Seahawks. Derek Finley Jr. went to the Jets, followed by Kyle Hamilton at 11 to the Washington Communists, I mean Commanders. Uh, number 12, you had the Minnesota Vikings take Jermaine Johnson. Number 13, the I Need Every Position in the World Houston Texans take Tyler Linderbaum. Number 14, Baltimore Ravens, Drake London. 15, the Eagles took Jordan Davis. Number 16, uh, Chris uh, Olave to the Saints. Number Olave. 17, Olave, Olave, same thing. Uh, 17, the LA Chargers, Trent McDuffie. 18, Nicobe Dean to the Eagles. 19, Devontae Wyatt, who I need to remind myself he got earlier in the draft, to the Saints. Pittsburgh <laughs> Steelers take Malik Willis. New England Patriots take uh, Jameson Williams at 21. Green Bay Packers taking a wide receiver, finally. Uh, Traylon Burks at 22. Cardinals take Trevor Penning at 23. George Karloff, this great defensive uh, end, 24 to the Cowboys. Buffalo Bills take Devin Lloyd. Damn you, James. That was going to be my pick. But 26, we had the Titans go with Zion Johnson. 27, we got ja- Jaquan Brisker. Jaquan Brisker at 27, <laughs> we lost him. 28, we got Travis Jones. 29, we got Andrew. Jaquan Booth. Brisker. Great name. Uh, yep. Boof. Jerk, I'll finish it off. 30. We lost you hey, hey, you got me? At 30, Again? we got Bernard Raymond. At 31, we got Kenyon Green. At 32, the last QB in the first round with Desmond Ritter. Uh, Jerk, you know, disconnect from Walmart and connect to McDonald's. They got better <laughs> internet. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me today in this mock draft. 
Uh, it was just awesome. Can't wait to have you guys uh, back on soon. Next week, we're having a World Series draft. Jerg and Jake will return once again. Uh, might have to slide Jake that contract soon. And in a couple <laughs> weeks, uh, it might be two, might be three. Still working out the details with the doc. But I will be having Gene back again with the good doctor. It's going to be an interesting episode. It's going to mm-hmm. be a little off topic compared to today's sports. We're going to go a little into sports health. But, you know, it's going to be a great one. Once well, again, bars, nothing. bars, make sure you remind the people. You and me interviewed the good doctor a while back. So if you want a taste of what that episode could be, go back and watch that episode. That's, of course, this podcast is available on Spotify and iTunes. Thank you. Couldn't say it better myself, just like draft order. So once again, guys, Spotify, like, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, five stars. Don't even listen to the whole thing. Fast forward, last minute, it counts as a listen. Thank you for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you guys next week.